Welcome to the Real Estate Mogul MD podcast, where we talk about real estate investing for physicians. My name is Thomas, and I'm here with my business partner, Brett Riggins. You had asked me who who is going to be like who's the first person you reach out to, right? And from my experience rolling through the the real estate acquisition side, you know, it's always how do you find your deals, right? How do you find your money? How do you find your contractors? Well, that's a whole discussion in itself. Um, who is the first person that you reach out to? What you what you really have to understand, and even before we talk about leverage, is what exactly are you looking for, right? What is yeah. it that you're trying to find? So, as a physician, um, I know I've I know physicians that that do direct mailers. They spend the time. Maybe they've got a, a a wife or a husband that doesn't work full time, and they get uh, they purchase a list, and they'll do direct mailers, and that's how they started their path. So that person's going to be looking for something different than maybe a physician who's just out of residency, and uh, you know just starting to get uh, turned on to this journey. Then that person's looking for something else. So it's 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 about what first, but. Every, no matter what you're looking for, leverage is going to be a huge piece. Um, one of the things that pops into my mind all the time, I heard Alex Hermosi was the first one I heard say it, was um, a quote from Archimedes. If you give me a firm place to stand and a lever long enough, I can move the world. Yeah. That to me is stuck in my mind so much because the team that we've built together here um, in the last uh, five, seven years or whatever, is remarkable. And then you put yourself in rooms and masterminds and the, the equity that you build in relationships is massive. So even on that journey, understanding the what first and the leverage piece is really important. So I would ask you, Thomas, what would be the first thing that in this conversation, if it's hypothetical, are we talking about first house? Are we talking about the 10th house? Are we talking about multifamily? What are we going to talk yeah. about when we're looking for the one? Yeah, I think that's an important question. So let's just say you're a physician or I'm a physician. I just got out of residence. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. It took, it took uh, almost 10 years. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's worth it. So I'm just getting out of residency and I know that I want to get into real estate, but I already know that my time, I don't, I'm very limited on my time, so I can't be going out. Maybe I can be, maybe that's a limiting belief, but it's going to be difficult for me to go start learning real estate, to visit properties, to find good deals, mm-hmm. all the work involved with investing in real estate myself. Okay. So I hear you saying that there's a time challenge for you, but I would also press in a little deeper then and tell me how you're going to purchase this. Say I can supply you the yeah. time. How are you going to purchase this piece of Yeah, that's, that's another great question. My income just jumped. But, uh, but your debt is still there. Like well, I still have a lot of debt. Okay. Yeah. So we're looking at um, leveraging somebody else's time. Um, how about knowledge? Are you, uh, tell me a little bit about what you know about real estate. Very little. Okay. So <laughs> leverage knowledge, leverage time, leverage money. Um, and then we'll press in on uh, experience of these other relationships, right? Leverage relationships mm-hmm. and now even technology. How can I use technology to help me find these other people, communicate with these other people? So, young man, we are talking about every piece of leverage here that we can yes. get to going. There. I'm going to need all the leverage I yes. can get. Wonderful. So, first of all, I would say continue on your journey. Be careful of who you're listening to. 
making sure that you learn from um, the people that are doing it right. And it's also good to learn from the people that are doing it wrong. The first thing that you want to do is uh, figure out what it is you're looking for. So, young man, just out of residency, what what is it that you're looking for in real estate? Well, I want a good return on my money, of course. Return. And I don't really know what I want because I'm not sure what there is. I know that there's syndications, yeah. but I also know that by owning my own property, I get a lot more benefits, including tax benefits, which is going to help a lot with this new higher income that I'm yeah. starting to earn. So if I, I talk with a lot of people, I love it. It gives me goosebumps thinking about it. Um, I get the question asked a lot. Like if, if you were, if you were me, if you were an 18 year old, if you were a 22 year old, 26 year old, whatever, uh, what would you tell yourself? And, you know, looking back, I would absolutely stick on the buy and hold method. And that's what, you know, once we got money, that's what we were doing, right? We started buying and holding and that was my drive to get that. But I, it took me having to go on the active side to get that. So if, if you're just coming out of residency and maybe you don't have that, you don't have the time, you don't have necessarily the money to yet, I would still go push you towards uh, buy and hold, but I would look at maybe um, a different way of funding it. So um, just out of residency, you are looking for the knowledge to do this. I would push you towards buy and hold and um, point you towards the direction of even buying lists and doing direct mailers, leveraging um, technology. So you don't have to be the one doing all of this stuff. They can leverage relationships to start getting those mailers out and get getting your first deal in, you could work with wholesalers. Um, you could do uh, subject to existing financing. There are lots of creative ways that you could come up with the money and not necessarily have to have that mortgage right out of the pocket. So long story short, buy and hold is still the, yeah. the pocket. Okay. So buy and hold. Now, you keep saying leverage relationships. What exactly do you mean by leverage relationships? Absolutely. So in that regard, I've always... So we've got a, a real estate acquisition company. It's called Connect Home Buyers, and the, when we first looked at that company, uh, you know, you you build your vision and your uh, mission statement. Um, for us, it was really important to connect with people, and in that company, it, it aligns with um, our personal views too. Building relationships and creating opportunities on a pathway to financial freedom. Does that ring a bell, Thomas? It does. It is huge. It's so much. You build equity in relationships. And the thing about those relationships is you go in and you you uh, you give in that relationship, you're going to get much more uh, in, uh, in return, right? So when we leverage relationships, it's just that. If I can find somebody to work with, then they, they are going to provide me many things in return. They're going to provide me with uh, their experience, their knowledge, typically technology, um, you know, if, if I have a client working with with us and say, hey, Slack, right? So right away out of that, leveraging that relationship, now I'm starting to leverage technology as well, too, because you're like, Slack, what's that? But just coming out of residency, you may already know what that is, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. What would you say leveraging relationships? Well, what comes to mind and when I was first getting into real estate, because I didn't know anything about real estate until I met you, is that your most valuable team member, or at least one of the most valuable, it's arguable every team member is just as valuable. But I think that the agent 
is the first starting point where you want to go to begin your real estate investing journey. And I didn't know this, but a lot of real estate agents specialize working with investors. Mm. And so if you can find a real estate agent in your market or in a market that you want to invest in who works with a lot of investors, you can accelerate your path to finding and learning real estate, finding good deals through that agent because that agent already knows the best areas to invest with. The agent probably already knows a lot of property management companies and contractors that you can immediately contact and start building your team from that one point of, of contact with your agent. So that's the first thing that comes to mind is, mm. is finding a good agent. And there's a lot of agents and there's a lot of bad agents and there's a lot of good agents. <laughs> yeah. There's not there's not nearly as many good agents as there are bad agents. So I guess if you're just starting out and you're looking for that first agent, what would how would you approach that? Because I know you've worked with probably dozens of different agents in multiple different markets and you found some agents that are uh, top performers in different markets that we now cur- currently work with still today. So what is your process if you're going to go find a new agent that you want to work with investor friendly agents? It's a great question. And the first question should be, do you work with other agents? Another great question. I'm sorry. Investors. Do you, yes. Do you work with other investors? Yeah. Another great question is, do you invest yourself? When that agent invests themselves, it's a whole different game because now they're implementing what they're talking about. Um, and they have the ability then to see uh, what we called earlier today, attunement. They have the ability to see from your perspective um, as an investor, as an owner. So that's that's crucial. Um, that's a great question to ask. Uh, you can ask what other investors they're working with. What specifically do they uh, uh, specialize in? Right. And if, if we're saying, OK, um, Single family residential, buy and hold, that's a great target, especially coming in, uh, building your experience, cutting your teeth, right? So do they have experience in that? You're going to find that real estate agents are going to have experience in certain neighborhoods. They're going to have experience in certain types of real estate and um, experience with certain types of clients too. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you you are going to be asking these questions, but where's the best place to actually find these agents? Awesome. Just do a Google search on best real estate yeah, agent. Best. It'll pop up. My market. Does Google ever had just the easy <laughs> button, right? Um, that's a great question, Thomas. I would suggest going to places. place. Let's, let's see Jim Rohn says success leaves clues. Clues. Yep. Right. So where, where would a successful real estate investor friendly real estate agent be? Right. If they're out looking for other uh, people to work with, then they're going to be easier to find. One place I love is um, Bigger Pockets. That's a great place. So it's a forum and you'll find these these um, experienced agents, you know, commenting on other people's posts, even posting stuff themselves. So Bigger Pockets is a great place. Make sure you've got an account on there and um, you can you can even search for different types of information on there too. great spot. Facebook groups. Uh, be careful, be aware that when you do post or search for an agent directly, if like, if you make a post, you're going to get just bombarded with everybody under the sun, uh, getting, trying to get your attention. Remember, it's easy to drop a comment and move on, right? And you're looking for the people that are going to do more. So even if you were to do that and you get a hundred comments on your post, 
it's going to be the one that follows up two or three days later, four or five days later, that that's really going to follow through. Makes me think of uh, the letters on my desk with you, Thomas, right? How many, how long did it take? Cause we met cold, like out of the blue cold and you had no experience in real estate. And at the time I was main focus was connect home buyers. How long did it take you and how many follow-ups did it take? I don't know. It's it's probably at least two weeks minimum. Yeah. Maybe longer. But yeah, that's a, that's a pretty funny story. When I met, when I met Brett, uh, I knew I wanted to get into real estate and he has already been in real estate for real estate game for, I don't know, five years or so. And, uh, I got his business card and called him, followed up with him. And I had to keep following up with him because he's a very busy guy. <laughs> so, uh, just persistence. And, uh, eventually I came through and was able to meet. And here we are today, two years later since then. And our relationship has grown so much, but it, it came through that follow up. And if I, wouldn't have followed up. I don't know if you probably no. would have ever followed up with me. No, no, no. Yeah. Cause at, at that point you were just, you know, out of the cold, you're just like everybody else trying exactly. to get my attention. Right. Yeah. But that's the difference that when you have, you have people following up with you, um, you're really going to filter through people on the second or third follow up that reach out to you. Yeah. And one of my favorite agents in the world, um, Rita Goforth based out of Charlotte. North Carolina. Absolutely love working with Rita. She's a great person. And that came from a Facebook post that I made in an investor group. And then she followed up with me. She followed up with me. I think she actually had two, I think two or three follow-ups before I can look back and saw that connection. So yeah. follow-up is huge on, on the, the person that you're looking for is going to have that ability to follow yeah. up because that's how they're going to produce in uh, acquiring properties for you too. So bigger pockets, Facebook groups. Um, I'm just kind of thinking, can you think of any more places where we find real estate agents? Um, well, you can always go on Google. Like we were joking about at the beginning, go on Google and, and search up agents in my area. Uh, a lot of those will be ads, but an ad doesn't necessarily mean it's a, it's someone who isn't good if someone's investing into themselves to market them as a, a top agent, then they're probably producing and have been an agent for a while. Um, Zillow, of course, Zillow is great because you can look at the reviews. If they have a bunch of reviews, they've probably been an agent for a while. Um, so yeah, those are a few recommendations and you can always ask your friends, colleagues, uh, piece, if yeah. you know other real estate investors, you know, you can go and ask them as well. But what I would suggest is get a list of a few different agents and either have in-person or phone meetings with them and just go through some of those questions we were talking about. Like, are do you work with investors? Uh, how long have you been an agent? Are you full-time or part-time? You definitely don't want to work with a part-time agent. You want someone who's full-time, has been in it, been in it for a while and really and knows the game. Themselves. And invest themselves. Yeah. yeah. So go out there, find some agents and interview those agents. And one, one thing that I always look for when I'm judging someone's character, how well they can perform is not what they say, but based on their behavior. And that goes back to the follow-up thing. Mm -hmm. If someone's saying that they're the best agent, everyone's going to say they're the best (laughs) agent. So you can't just by what they're saying, you can't really know how, how well of an agent they are. Uh, The other thing is, you don't always have to work with the same agent forever. If you work with an agent and turns out not to be the best of agents, 
you know, there's plenty of agents. You can always find a new agent. Mm -hmm. You you, likely, you will wean people out too. So if you are motivated and interested, your activity will likely wean the bad um, people out. And if you're working with a good real estate agent and your activity starts to wear them down, they're going to have a conversation with you and say, hey, this is what I'm seeing. We're really not finding any value. They're going to look for a way so they can bring you more value. And the reality of it is you're <laughs> you're providing too much work for them and they're not, you know, you're not pulling the trigger on anything. Yeah. But on that Zillow thing you were saying, so a great spot too would be like if you found your market, and that's a whole different question too, it's a market. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But say you know your market and you know your buy window, your buy box, what specifically you're looking for. Go on to Zillow, find these properties. And even if the property's sold or pending or whatever, call that agent and say, hey, uh, I'm, I'm looking at getting into real estate. I was just wondering if you could give me a couple minutes of your time. Go through the questions, but be humble. Learn from them, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Because if they've, if they've been investing in real estate themselves, you can start asking them questions about real estate investing. How did you find your first deal? What was that like? What is advice for someone like me who wants to start investing, buy and hold, single family in this market? Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. You can learn a ton from from meeting someone with more experience in investing than yourself. Absolutely. Great question. I always think about, too, and you started asking me this a long time ago was, uh, who do you know that I should know? Yeah. And in that world, after you have a conversation with somebody asking that, who do you know that I should know? And for them to put the pieces together from the conversation, say, hey, you know, you were talking about this. Let me reach out to my lender. Let me reach out to my title company, right? Um, which is another great way of finding the people that you that you need to talk to is reverse engineering. Yeah. Right. If you know the process ends up here, say at a property management company, great, because the property management company is going to be managing that stabilized uh investment property, mm-hmm. right? So they also will have a, that path back to the front of the project of, of who is that real estate agent or who is that wholesaler that put this together. So success leaves clues, reverse engineer, and you can start from that side of the projects. Start calling property managers and say, hey, I'm looking for a re- an investor-friendly real estate agent. Who should I call? Yeah. No, that's a, that's a if, great And place. if you don't know, who should I ask that question to? Yes. Yeah. That is, yeah, that's it. I, I, I honestly think that going straight to the property management company and asking that question is probably the best source and fastest way to, to find a good agent because they are working with agents all the time. They know probably all the real estate investors. They know, you know, all the different property management companies in their market, depending on how big the market is, of course. But uh, yeah, I think uh, that would probably be the best place if yeah, for the fastest. And if you're looking to leverage time, um, save time is finding that real estate agent who also um, has connections with the renovation process, repair process, right? Yeah. Because you're in order for you to find a an opening and an opportunity, you're going to have to be off. Well, there's some markets where you can be on market. But it's typical that you're going to be off market deal. You're going to be a value add scenario. So you're going to have to make repairs. So your, your, your team needs to be able to absorb these pieces along the way. Yeah. So that real estate agent also manages renovations. That's awesome. 
and has a connection with the property manager. And you just keep asking the questions. Who your insurance? Who should I call for insurance? Who should I call for um, lending? Right? Who should I call for property management? Yeah, there's so so much. Yeah, one one call could lead to a dozen calls, and you can assemble your whole team in in a matter of a couple of days. And before you know it, you find a deal, and you have everybody in place, and you just start executing. So we'll go back to the hypothetical. Thomas just got out of residency, yep. and you asked. Um, Right. How to leverage. What does leverage mean? Who should I talk to? And I was talking about what. And we talked about single family and um, ways of getting there, talking with the real estate agents um, and, and how that works, the steps to get to it. But how does that all how does that all sum or wrap up? I mean, if you're if you're just coming out of residency, is it possible to secure a single family residential. If, if I still have debt, if, you know, if I, I, I don't have time to, to do this. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. You can invest in real estate with no money. In fact, that's how I invested. My first property that I did was a small fix and flip. And I had zero money in because we borrowed money actually from you. Yep. I loaned, <laughs> yeah, from the, uh, what's it, the self-directed Roth IRA. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. It's exactly. awesome. So, yeah. It, it is possible. And I started the same way. No money, no time, because my time was going to, you know, an hourly job to put food on the table. I had no money, had no time, but I did it. It's possible. So, the time piece getting back, you got it. You, if you want it, if you see the other side of this, if you know that building wealth is the answer, put in the time. Just like when you started um, your undergrad, when you started uh, your residency, all of this stuff, you put in the time because you knew on that other side, there was a feeling, there was an emotion inside of you that there is return. You've got to have that same fight and passion on putting the time in on the front side because what you put on the front side to build these relationships is amplified massively when it does return. Put in the time, the return will be there. Once you put in that time and build those relationships, you just imagine yourself one year down the road where now you've got this great relationship with a real estate agent property management team and they're just out of the blue, you get a call. Hey, I've got a client that needs to get rid of this house over on one, two, three, four Main Street. As you in a position to pick one up right now? I mean, just imagine getting that call. And it all yeah. started from putting the time in up front. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I I forget how effective you can be just by picking up the phone and asking good questions. Mm-hmm. You start asking good questions. You start picking up the phone. It can lead to relationships and opportunities that you wouldn't think would be possible in the matter of time it took you to, to get it. I done. remember it was a property in, I think, Mississippi, and we had recently launched nationwide wholesaling stuff. And you're, you're always so clear and transparent and candid in your approach, Thomas, that you, know, you couldn't understand why we were having difficulty moving these properties. Like We just get on the phone, call. You, yeah. you wholesale that property by getting on the phone, going to Zillow, calling real estate agents yeah. off of Zillow, found a buyer for that property. And that particular one, I think, was around $30,000 assignment fee. Yeah. 
Yeah, I do. I do remember that do now. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. It's that's pretty funny, and it only took. It was probably less than ten agents that I yeah. called. Yeah. I don't remember what exactly I was saying to them. I was. I believe it was something it was along the lines so cool. of, "Hey, we have this um, this property, and uh, you know, we're just looking for a buyer." You know, do you know anybody who would be interested? It's an off-market property, you know, and uh, we're looking to to get it off our, our table as soon as possible. Very interesting. Now, the rest of that journey from that phone call to the closing table, holy was a lot more work. Cow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That was that one was fascinating. Yeah. So not everything runs smoothly, but yeah. <laughs> Well, I think there's a lot, um, a lot of information there. And it just, there's, it goes so deep into like each avenue that you talk about, you could continue down um, and and talk more about, but I think the end of it, there, just, just picking up the phone and asking good questions. Yeah. And you, we actually started off the conversation by saying the smartest person or the, the richest person in the room is not often the smartest person in the room. Yeah. Right. They just ask the best question. Exactly. And I think at the, if, if this is the wrap of this episode, yeah, then be the, be the one with the best questions. Right. How do you leverage? Be the one with the best questions. Don't be afraid to get on the phone and ask questions. And if that person doesn't have the answers, maybe you don't have the right questions or maybe you're talking to the wrong person. Right. As, as I said the other day was if you don't like the answer, ask a different question. You know, just coming back to, you know, be the room, be the person in the room with the best questions. Yep. Yep. Cool. What's the wrap for a real estate mogul MD? Yes. Talk episode about one. Tommy G coming out of uh, residency here. <laughs> and what do I need to do to get me some houses? <laughs> Absolutely. Right on.